This is Dr. Charles Parker, and you're listening to Core Brain Journal. It's the place where I connect both fresh discoveries and interesting different perspectives from advanced mind science with the realities of real people and everyday life down on Main Street. Well, welcome board folks. Dr. Charles Parker here one more day in time. We have a really, really interesting situation going on because we've had a number of individuals on talking about mold and toxins and Dr. Shaw was on. We had another person come join us from, uh, and she's actually pre-recorded. She's coming up later. We've been talking about mold and toxins. Today, we are going to be talking how mold and toxins affect brain function. And we have a return guest, Dr. Kurt Waller. From He has his own practice. We're going to talk more about that in a minute. But he is a consultant with Great Plains and is very experienced with how you can actually test for these things and get deep into them. And he's going to tell us even a little bit about what he's going to talk about in this toxicity master course that he has planned. So, Kurt, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. So, a couple words from our sponsors. First of all, as you know, folks, Core Brain Journal is sponsored by Direct Health Access Laboratory. They are international leaders in molecular testing for mind science details. With over 3 million studies, they provide deep experience with the usefulness of measuring, for example, methylation, cryptopyrrole, and copper challenges. Yes, very relevant molecular and cellular physiology. They have innovative insights that improve treatment priorities through a global surface with, get this, a molecular focus. Connect your provider with a PDF on why and how these tests work for treatment failure at dhalab.com forward slash core. Stay tuned for more details. Core Brain Journal is also sponsored by the nonprofit Barry Robinson Center teams in Norfolk, Virginia where they provide fresh options to address the complexity of child and adolescent treatment failure from behavioral imbalances to substance abuse, both nationally and internationally. Most interesting is their deep focus on data-driven biomedical advances. These folks are a residential care facility, and they are driven to do what we're going to be talking about, the kind of things we're talking about today. So they measure specifics on what to do with those treatment failures, even after multiple hospitalizations are extensive outpatient work. Review their innovative programs at barryrobinson.org forward slash core. That's B-A-R-R-Y robinson.org forward slash core. More information coming later in the program. Now, let me introduce you folks to Dr. Waller very briefly. Because really, most of it's going to be him talking to us about how he's involved in so many interesting things. I don't want to take too much time talking about him because he is really very highly credible guy. He's all over the internet. He's doing. He's taught physicians really all over the country, and he's known for his experience with a variety of issues, including autism, which we're going to touch on in just a moment. So he's been a biomedical autism specialist since 1998, and was an original. Defeat Autism Now, Dan Referral Physician, years of experience in researching and implementing biomedical interventions for individuals with autism. His extensive network of educational websites, books, webinars provide parents of individuals on the autism spectrum as well as physicians and other health care providers treat autism, access to an abundance of important information regarding biomedical intervention. This is what we're going to be talking about today. So 
You can subscribe to his biomedical autism website at autismactionplan.com. And we're going to have a lot more links for Dr. Waller right here in the notes that we're going to be hitting on today. The topic to start today, and one of the reasons we're so excited to have him on, is he is going to take us down this path that not many people have been on. It's relevant to autism, which we'll talk about in just a moment, but it's relevant for treatment failure of all kinds of people on multiple levels. It doesn't have to be an autistic child to really understand the relevance and the important need for improved awareness regarding detox, toxification, and how we can really understand how these different uh, molds and toxins can really affect brain function. So with that, I'm gonna, that's a brief introduction. You've, got, you've done so much, Kurt. We're so happy to have you here. Tell us how you happen to, we talked last time about candida and autism a little bit. Now we're in a different wrinkle. If you could tell us how you went down this particular additional path. How did you have to go that way? Well, with regards to autism, I mean, it's, a, it's always an evolving science. You know, I've been involved now for over two decades and we know a lot, but there's always a lot more to learn. And one of the things we've learned over the past few years is how environmental chemical toxins adversely affect these individuals. And there's a tremendous amount of research out there because where these chemicals tend to affect these kids is it compromises brain function and nervous system function, particularly with regards to many of the neurochemical imbalances that can lead to language problems and eye contact and behavioral issues, et cetera. And so there's a lot of information that's come forth. And what I've seen in my practice is that when you analyze for these toxins and then implement successful detox programs, many of these kids, teenagers and adults, improve in their overall condition. I've actually had some kids who've recovered, essentially lost their diagnosis through the detoxification process. So one of the chemicals, and this might Something for you, you know, Chuck, to think about too is with some of your adult patients you've worked with, which I thought was quite interesting, is organophosphate. There's a tremendous amount of different types of organophosphate pesticides. They're extremely toxic compounds. Unfortunately, a lot of us are exposed, even though we don't know we're being exposed. Getting it through food, people spraying things on their lawn that you're exposed to. And it turns out that organophosphates interfere with certain enzyme systems in the brain that affect acetylcholine. And what it's been shown to do, and this is problematic for the autistic kids, but it's certainly problematic for other people too, is it messes with things like dopamine and serotonin, and, uh, norepinephrine. And so there's just a lot out there that people don't understand and a lot of connections that could be made when you start digging a little bit deeper into some of the causes and contributing factors to autism. So that has really been the thrust of what I've been involved with now for the number past couple of years. And part of that process has to develop a course called Toxicity Mastery Course that gets into the testing, uh, test interpretation, as well as connecting the dots for healthcare practitioners, as well as parents and caregivers of kids with autism to start looking a little bit deeper into some of the contributing factors to this condition. Well, just a quick thing, real quickly, Kurt, is the uh, word uh, acetylcholine, just to, for our listeners, many of you don't know that acetylcholine is directly related to memory. And so when Dr. Waller was talking about 
the variety of uh, implications regarding the testing, awareness of the testing is so many people we see have memory problems, premature memory problems, and go completely undiagnosed. It's like, oh, hey, they got Alzheimer's. And they can have right. Alzheimer's, quote unquote, Alzheimer's. I say, quote unquote, because it's phenotypically, it's the, from an appearance point of view, it looks like Alzheimer's, but, you know, they're 45, 50 years old. Something else is going on that one of the most important relevant neurotransmitters there would be acetylcholine. When, when he dropped that, I just thought I'd amplify on that. And so then the issue is, what do we actually do with it? And so let's talk a little bit about that testing because it's pervasive. We see so many individuals with treatment failure and so many walks of life. So where do you start with that whole thing, Kurt? Well, and I know you've had Dr. Shaw, you know, from Great Plains Lab on that you've interviewed. One of the places that I start that is really important from a testing standpoint for chemical toxicity is to actually do something called a GPL tox profile. It's a urine assessment. It's from Gray Plains Laboratory, and it looks at a wide variety of different chemical exposures. And so that's a really important test. A complementary test that goes essentially really along with that profile is the organic acids test. And we've talked about that before, Chuck, with regards to candida, and, you know, bacterial imbalances, etc. There's also another profile that Gray Plains offers called glyphosate. And I'm sure you've had some people on, you know, with regards to the toxicity of glyphosate, you know, as an herbicide. And what people need to understand about glyphosate is that it will significantly disrupt the health of the digestive system, particularly the normal bacteria in the gut. And what ends up happening is when the bacteria in the digestive system are imbalanced, there's an increased potential for opportunistic and pathogenic bacteria, like Clostridia bacteria. And the toxins that are produced have huge impacts, not only in autism, but adults with Alzheimer's and other chronic health problems to mental health disorders as well. So the GPL tox test, the glyphosate test, and the organic acids test are must-have assessments to well, really me, understand what is going on deeper in people's body. Sorry, I got excited to interrupt you, Kurt. I apologize because I started thinking about this because I wanted to point a clarification real quickly there as you were going through it. So when you were talking about the toxins, and this is something I don't know, I'm looking to hear you weigh in on, do those Clostridia guys, do they actually create toxins themselves, which then double the toxic impact? Oh, significantly. In fact, the two primary toxins that these Clostridia bacteria are known to produce that's analyzed through the organic acid test, and there's a number of them, but the two ones you most commonly see, one is called HPHPA, and another one is called 4-creosol. And what those toxins do is they impact an enzyme in the brain and nervous system that helps with the proper metabolism of dopamine. When that enzyme is adversely affected, you tend to get a rise in cellular dopamine. And dopamine is a very highly reactive molecule. And as it breaks down, it starts to form compounds that can itself be toxic to the brain and nervous system. And so when you think about the impacts that our body gets on a daily basis from the environment, as well as things that we produce internally in our body, our body is essentially set up to detox. Mm -hmm. And our body naturally produces compounds to deal with certain toxic compounds that get produced, like glutathione and you know, these other types of chemicals. And so the more things that people are being impacted upon through their diet, through their environment, through their a gut imbalance, through medication they're taking, et cetera, 
the more compromised their ability to detoxify these compounds can be. And so toxins coming from the gut are a significant impact on uh, people with chronic health problems. So that's very interesting. So what Dr. Waller is saying, folks, is you not only have the impact of the toxic materials coming in that, that you would, if you did a GPL tox, you would see what those toxic <clears throat> elements are, but then there are downstream additional toxic elements that directly affect neurotransmitters. And you know, dopamine is one of our friends here because how do we move our entire society forward if we're not having good executive function? And if you have too much dopamine, you don't have good executive function. If you have too little dopamine, you don't have good executive function. And of course, these people are going to be identified as cognitively impaired, whether they're memory impaired per se, or whether they can't manage their affect or they can't manage their impulsivity and their behaviors. Uh, the downstream effect is pervasive when all of these systems are compromised, which is what Dr. Waller is talking about. So, so Kurt, how does this actually impact an individual who, how do you do, I'm trying to ask this question more from a routine point of view, because I think this is so pervasive. Where does a person start? That's really what I'm trying to ask you. What, what would you say to our listeners who's like, hey, I want my doctor to do this. How can I get into this? Where should I go? What should I do? Well, those tests I just mentioned, the organic acids test, the GPL tox profile, and the glyphosate test are all available from Great Plains Laboratory. So any doctor can set up an account with Great Plains Lab and have those tests ordered for their patient. So they can contact Great Plains Lab directly. We actually have a website called labtestsplus.com. And those tests are available through labtestsplus.com for really anybody to purchase. So yeah. what happens when people order those labs through Lab Test Plus, and we have other labs on there as well, the results come back to us, and then we do a written interpretation of the pertinent findings on those labs and provide some different types of, you know, what I call action step suggestions based on the findings. So there's yeah, a couple of ways people can access it. They can do it through that site or they can go directly to their healthcare practitioner. Very interesting, folks. I'll have that. And if you didn't get it, I'm going to have it in the show notes. Don't worry about it. We'll definitely jump on that. So let's take a quick break here and take a moment to uh, listen to the sponsors because it's going to be a relatively short meeting. I'd love to talk to you more, Kurt. But what I want to ask you when we come back is I want you to go into, if you will, what your course is going to be on so we can actually get a reading of here he's doing this, he's doing that, and so on and so forth, and, and who can take it and all that sort of thing. So folks, bear with us. We will be back in just a moment. Well, you folks already know that here at Core Brain Journal, we're on a mission to introduce you to resources that make significant contributions to the investigation of those predictable mind science applications. Our colleagues at DHA Lab Group provide a real difference with treatment options for people at every level, from first awareness of mind problems to those frustrating times when even well-informed treatment becomes surprisingly unpredictable. For my entire professional life, from psychoanalysis to brain scans, I've searched for, yes, improved predictability. The good news for all of us, from professionals to patients, remarkably effective research offers useful, cost-effective, organic options far beyond guesswork with psychiatric medications alone. DHA lab tests measure unbalanced biomedical details through easily available testing 
now available globally for a variety of molecular answers from, for example, methylation, copper, and cryptopyrrole challenges. Check in for more details at dhalab.com core. That's dhalab.com forward slash core. Well, Kurt, I can't tell you how interesting this is to me. I mean, every time I talk with somebody about it, I learn a little bit more and I just I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. And what I think is really extremely encouraging and uh, hopeful about the course that you're going to have, the Toxicity Master Course, because if you have a course, it doesn't matter what station you are in life. You could be a professional that needs to get this because you know you need to add it. You can be a psychiatrist who's saying, okay, I'm going to go ahead and, if you will, leave the fold a little bit and deal with reality. <laughs> and, and, and it can be a parent who's out in Oshkosh, who's like, what do I do? I mean, I don't have anybody I can talk to. And Kurt, you and I both know we see plenty of people in Oshkosh, metaphorically speaking, right. Possum Hollow, who have nobody to even talk to regarding whatever they want to do. So let's take a moment, folks, to have Dr. Waller toss, talk to us about exactly what this course consists of, please. The Toxicity Mastery course is nine modules. It's a very in-depth course, and it goes through those tests I just mentioned, very in-depth. We talk about different types of chemicals, how it impacts the body. We talk about glyphosate, how it impacts the gut. But even more than that, I, I correlate the information to different types of testing and different types of health conditions. The Toxicity Mastery course is not specific to autism, but we do talk a lot about autism. But we talk about other chronic health problems as well. So it's really applicable to a parent with an autistic child, an individual themselves who wants to learn more about how environmental toxins are affecting their body or a loved one in their family, as well as healthcare practitioners who are looking to incorporate this material into their practice. We go through all the different tests. We talk about heavy metals as well. We talk a lot about sauna detoxification, supplements, antioxidant therapy, you know, heavy metal detoxification program. And one of the new things I'm adding for this version of the Toxicity Mastery course, and the course starts Tuesday, March 5th, toxicitymasterycourse.com, is I'm introducing information on mold toxins, what are called mycotoxins. And, and Chuck, this is another huge area that causes a lot of problems for people that they just don't know. They're not getting better. They're, you know, they're doing their meds. They're doing their diet. They're doing supplements, but they're just not improving. And people are getting exposed to mold toxins as well. And it has tremendous impact on the brain and nervous system as well as the rest of the body. And so the mold toxins many times make the chemical toxins worse and vice versa. So it's an incredibly in-depth course. The content is designed for healthcare practitioners, but it's open to everybody because the information needs to get out there for people, not only to help with their own health, but for healthcare practitioners to help their patients and clients. Well, just as a point of inquiry, being a healthcare practitioner myself, are you going to have CME with that course by any chance? Yes. Yeah, there, is, there are educational credits available for people who want that. The course also has exams that can be taken. There's a certificate of completion that comes with that too. So a person who's not a healthcare practitioner may not care about the education credits. They're just, they care about the content and that's totally fine. So there's something for everybody mm -hmm. within that course. And real quickly, if for people want a little bit more information, they can tech toxicity 
T-O-X-I-C-I-T-Y, toxicity to 66866. So if they text toxicity to 66866, they'll get sent some additional information on the Toxicity Mastery course. That's fantastic. Now, one of the things I want to make sure we get a little information in on is this other course that you have. I mean, Dr. Waller is so involved with getting the public and professionals both educated regarding biomedical advances and their meaningfulness with the whole treatment failure situation. One of the other things that he's involved with is an autism course itself. It's an autism treatment and recovery global summit, which is focused specifically on autism. Could you tell us a little bit about that before we go to Kurt? Yeah, that summit, this is an online summit. That's how summits generally work. They're, they're online. So people can access this information right from the computer at home, at their office. Even the toxicity mastery course is all taught online. The summit is, I'm involved in that, as well as many other healthcare practitioners here in the U.S. and other people around the world. It's, it's truly a global summit. It's a four-day summit, April 9th through the 12th. And this is really to get information out to parents and caregivers. Healthcare practitioners can take it as well on a wide variety of topics related to autism intervention, not just biomedical, although that's a big part of it diet, supplements, and detox therapies, etc. But there's information for parents on, you know, things that they can do for themselves. There'll be people talking about different types of therapies like speech therapy or behavioral therapy, etc. But it's a well, a, a very wide group of individuals, very diverse. And we appreciate, by the way, Chuck, you participating in this summit as well. One of the reasons I asked you to be part of that summit is as a biomedical specialist for years, you know, I'm deeply involved in dietary intervention and lab testing and supplement intervention. But it's also important for parents to understand that medications can also play an important role and can in some cases significantly help a child who's struggling with anxiety or ADHD or aggressive behavior. And so your input and your experience is going to be incredibly valuable for people out there as well. Thank you so much for inviting me. I really look forward to it, to tell you the truth. It's, it's, it's going to be a privilege to be there because I know the people that you have on board, and it's going to be a really interesting community where individuals really coalesce their various informations in, in the complexity of autism and really deal with it in a constructive, really proactive way instead of not knowing and not thinking. So thank you for having me on board. I appreciate that. So tell us just a little bit more about that course, if you will. So the summit is going to, it's a four-day summit. And the thing about the way summits work is, you know, when people initially join, there's no charge free up front for people to partake in. And then they can certainly, as time goes on, if they want to go back and listen to recordings, they can purchase certain recordings. Every practitioner or person involved presents a lecture about 45 to 60 minutes. So I'm going to give a couple lectures on an overview of autism and nutritional support. Other practitioners will talk about things related to diet or digestive health, or you're going to talk about medications. So it's going to cover a wide variety of topics. We'll have some parents on there who, who can provide information from a parent perspective what some of the challenges that they have faced. 
parents who actually have kids who have recovered, what did they do? What was successful? What would they do different if they st- restarted the process? So I'm really excited about it. it the, these summits are a great way to disseminate information from a wide variety of specialists. And so for any parent out there who feels alone, they don't have support, or they're, they're, they're trying to get as much information as they can, that summit, I believe, is, is going to be a tremendous opportunity for them to get a wide variety of information to help their child. Well, you know, one of the things I've really appreciated in working with you, Kurt, and I've been to a number of presentations that you've provided at IMMH and uh, other meetings up in D.C., and I think what's really important about being with a person like yourself, with your deep philosophy in terms of not only bringing the wide variety of professionals on board, but really talking to parents as well so that you get the entire spectrum of what it's like to deal with, in a way, developmental arrest. And I'm talking about developmental arrest in terms of the evaluation and treatment process. That's what this particular <laughs> summit's about, treatment and recovery. There, are, Because of the complexity with autism, the issue is everybody has a place to get arrested and to get stuck because the wide variety of issues. And I, and I think it really speaks a lot to who you are as a person both professionally and just as a human being, looking at the variety of situations, even I think what really stimulated me to say this, from the ground up. Because then if we don't get it on one level, we can get it on another level. And eventually it's going to, as I said a moment ago, it's going to coalesce in some kind of a useful next process as opposed to, I don't know what to do. I really don't know where to go. And I have nobody to talk to. Well, and I appreciate that. And one of my passions is, has been is to empower people with regards to their own health and empower doctors with regards to their practice to help more people. Education is key. And autism is complex enough that really the type of work we do, and I know Chuck, the type of work you do in your practice, the people who are most successful at reclaiming their own personal health or reclaiming the health of, of their child or a loved one, are the ones who are educated in the process. So true. They, they don't just turn it over to the doctor to do everything. They have to be engaged. And I've recognized that from day one, going back over 20 years ago, that the people who were most successful at following through were the ones who felt confident in the material. I don't expect everybody to understand all the biochemistry. And the courses I teach are taught at different levels for the type of person accessing the information. That the Autism Summit is meant and will be for people of all walks of life. Okay, it's going to be understandable for the doctor as well as understandable for the mom who's sitting at home who is not a healthcare practitioner so they can understand the information. And once people gain confidence in the material, they then move forward with confidence in helping their child or loved one. And that's when they start to see success. And that's incredibly gratifying. Well, that is so well said. I'm really looking forward to participating in it, but I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to look forward to listening to it and, and being educated by the team that you have there because what's really fun about Core Brain Journal is just having a chance to talk to people like yourself. Every day, there's another wrinkle that comes in that we all really need to be more aware of. And it may work, it may not, but it's something more than quizzical, I don't know where we're going to go, as I said a moment ago. It's, uh, it's an opportunity for, for personal development on, on many levels. So, 
Kurt, once again, thank you so much for a very interesting discussion. I really appreciate we got into some complex issues, you know, the glyphosate and so on. We talked about uh, acetylcholine a little bit, and we talked about a variety of tests from toxins to issues, things, testing we can do for autism itself. Thank you so much for coming on board again. Look forward to working with you in the future. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. You have a good one, Kurt. You too. Thanks for listening to Corbrain Journal. We're working every day behind the scenes to bring you reports that connect research benches with those street trenches. Here we share the complexity of mind science because, as you know, details really do matter. One of the most pervasive, misunderstood challenges is how commonplace medications, like those written for ADHD, are used so regularly without clear guidelines. If you think you'd like more specifics, take a minute to download my two-page PDF packed with video links and references on the absolute essentials of how to start ADHD medications. They're easily available at corebrainjournal.com forward slash start. Thanks for listening. Do connect and stay tuned. Together we can make a difference.